0: So you're getting ready to plan your content for the week ahead or maybe even the month ahead or the quarter ahead or even the year ahead if you're that ambitious and not ambitious if you're that brave, I should say, because planning a year of content in advance, especially even the world we live in where month to month is up in the air. If you are planning a year of content time, you're extremely brave. But anyway. While you're doing that, if you're hitting a content block, I call it, just like writer's block where you're like, I've run out of ideas, I don't know what to post, this episode is for you, but you're in for a treat because I actually have a full YouTube video about what YouTube posts. So this is going to be just a teaser to go over to YouTube and check that out. But anyways, welcome to the Co. We talk all things social media, blogging video marketing, a little bit of email marketing sprinkled in there as well. And we talk all about content because content is still king or queen, you know, whatever your thought is. (laughs) But I'm your host, Erica Johnson. I'm also the owner of ePartners Marketing and founder of ePartners Marketing, where I help busy business owners with marketing, design, and public relations. And today we're talking about what should you post for your audience? Last night I was hosting a clubhouse room in the Content Cure club on Clubhouse and we were talking all about this very question. Real entrepreneurs with different businesses got on stage. One guy is a fashion artist in Iraq. Another lady is the Latina coach. Um, She's in the United States, but she's bilingual. And so her question was, you know, should I have the content in English and Spanish and Spanglish these are her words should i make my content on instagram and social media bilingual that was her question his question was you know what should he be posting on stories and in his feed and then there was another few people that were on stage as well talking about what should you post And the content they should post so i think hands down we can agree that video is very very powerful but there was also a facebook ads manager on stage and she said how single image post and just simple posts with just a word right now on facebook ads are doing well. Um, the whole thinking behind that question was I was asking her, you know, is video doing better on ads or is it, you know, pictures and she's here to let us know that picture right now is doing better. I was shocked, (laughs) especially since everyone's beating you over the head with do video, do video, do video, make reels, make TikToks, do it, do it. (laughs) Anyways. So When it comes to everyone's discussion last night, we were talking about how important video marketing is. I know you're like, but you're talking to me on a podcast. Again, I told you it was a teaser for a YouTube video I recorded with this answer and it piggybacks off of another episode I had. So after this, definitely go back and watch that episode. But we talked about, you know, for a service-based business and for a product business, what should they be posting? So to answer the two guests that got on stage question, Um, the man that's a fashion artist we were saying how showing your looks showing your collection is important showing the behind the scenes is important he also showed the point that people want to see the process they want to come along with you and that they don't want to just see the finished product which is so vital they do want to feel like they're a part of the journey even if they don't really make the decisions they want to feel like they had some sort of influence just like we think we influence them they think As content creators, we think we influence them. As consumers, they think they influence us. So if we let them in in a friendly and inviting way, then they'll wanna stick around and see the project to the end. So that's that point on, for a product-based business, showing the product, showing demonstrations of the product, how to use the product, also the process. Not necessarily how to make it, but just showing behind the scenes of you making it. It Doesn't have to be a step-by-step tutorial. So that's that. When it came to the bilingual question, I pointed out how YouTube, I think 80 to 90% of their audience is outside of the United States. I have a video about that that I reported the other day about the different platforms and their demographics. Where are people how many men how many women how many adults what are the age groups that are actually on these platforms and I was pleasantly surprised that most of the audience on YouTube is outside of the United States I think the same goes for Instagram Pinterest is still majority um not majority but a good chunk is still the United States but the outside of the United States is growing rapidly so just keep that in mind um, but I was i just telling her, you know, hey, if you do videos in Spanish on Instagram, you put all that effort into it. Why not go over to YouTube, share the same video or share a version of that video? Because we both know um, Instagram prefers vertical, whereas YouTube prefers horizontal video. And she was saying how that's a great idea. And I was telling her how majority of their audience is outside of the United States. And most people that are from the united states it's very normal for them to be bilingual trilingual if not multi and polylingual it's very very normal in other countries for them to speak more than one language it's just americans from the united states you know one maybe two if you're lucky three if your parents were trying really really hard but again most americans english is what we speak I'm not going to say most. I'm not going to sit here and say stats on language. I'll have to look it up. But for the most part, generally speaking, from a non-research standpoint, when it comes to languages, most Americans speak English. You're lucky if an American speaks English and French. You're lucky if an American speaks English and Spanish. And like I said, their parents were really, really pushing hard for international business if they can speak English, French, Spanish, Italian, Arabic, the list goes on and on. If they can speak, you know, all of those Tagali, Chinese, Japanese, Swahili, if they can speak all those different languages, and I know there's hundreds upon thousands of languages, okay? So, um, if they can speak all of those, again, their their parents were pushing. <laughs> their parents were pushing hard. But anyways, with that information, you know, that encouraged me. It was like, hold up, I got to make sure when I'm speaking in English, am I speaking too fast? If most of my audience is outside of the United States, meaning English is probably gonna be their second, if not third language, am I speaking in terms that they're gonna understand? So that was a wake up call for me. All my content, I gotta make sure I'm not using these SAT words. And it was funny, on Clubhouse, I heard a lady say the $10 words, or maybe it was YouTube, I don't know, but I have to make sure I'm talking in plain English that they can understand because that's so, so important. I have a special video all about communication. But yeah, that's important. Whatever content you make, make sure your audience its tailored to your audience and their level of understanding. Please do not get on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, talking in those college SAT stuffy words that people are like, huh? I don't know what they saying. <laughs> I don't know what she's saying. Don't do that. So we do want to share that we're knowledgeable, but we also want to share that we're friendly, warm, inviting. We understand them. We don't want to alienate our audience talking in SAT words. So that's one, one thing I wanted to share today. And the second thing I wanted to share today is whatever content you're posting, listen to your viewers your audience your customers your clients listen to them what are they asking you over and over again what are the frequently asked questions when you're on a consultation call with them what are they asking you when you're answering dms what are they asking you and that can set the framework for what you post literally all your posts in social media can just be answering questions that you keep getting asked over and over and we think oh well they should know that i have a frequently asked questions section You might say, well, they should know that. I have a frequently asked question highlight. People's attention spans are too low. If it takes them more than three seconds to do anything, they're not going to do it. (laughs) So that's why you have to share with them again. Do you know how many videos I have about website builders? And then I made a podcast episode about website, website builders. And then I had an aha moment last night. Guess why that works? We might have thousands upon thousands of videos, blog posts, Pinterest pins, but someone, each day, someone new seeing it for the very first time. So because they saw it for the very first time, they think it's new. They think you're new. It's amazing. It's like, wait a minute. I've been here. (laughs) Like on Clubhouse a few weeks back, a lady said, oh my God, you've done so much and you're a mom. I don't know how you do it. I said, you know, it's only taken five years. Yeah. So that's my tip for the day that's content you should be posting. Go to my YouTube channel, ePartners Marketing. So ePartners Space Marketing. Check out the full video. It will be up in a few minutes, but thanks for listening. Bye-bye.